It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Matthew Bivens here. And before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a free new tool that I've created to help you experience more abundance and love in your life. The tool is called the Abundance Benchmark, and you can get it again for free right now, right this second at MatthewBivens.com. Now, the Abundance Benchmark is all about feedback. It's going to give you powerful insights into how you're showing up in six key areas of your life. Faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. Now, here's the heavy part. Neglecting any one of those areas or doing the opposite and overextending yourself in any one of those areas leads to feelings of being incomplete, unfulfilled, overwhelmed, out of touch, and just a general feeling of lacking or depression. And none of those feelings jive with creating the life that you were meant to live. So grab the tool, use it. Again, it's 100% free and you will get some feedback on how you're showing up in life along with actionable advice, action steps on how you can improve your weak areas. So head over to my website. Again, that's www.matthewbivens.com and get your Abundance Benchmark today. Welcome to Having It All. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I bring you conversations and insights that explore the question, what does having it all mean to you? My goal is to leave you with stories you can relate to and messages you can take action on so that you can create an abundant, loving life. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Now, let's jump right into this episode. My guest today is the host of the podcast, Rockin' Life. And just like the title of her show, she's all about helping people create a rocking life. The message she's spreading is simple, yet it's incredibly profound. You are not a victim of your circumstances. You can overcome your past or current situation, and you can create your dream life. I absolutely love what she's all about. So it's a pleasure for me to welcome Colleen Crane to the show. Colleen, how are you being today? I am being absolutely wonderful and so happy to be here. Thank you, Matthew, for inviting me. And um, we've had such a wonderful little pre-interview chat. We have. This is just, I'm having fun already on this gorgeous morning. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I am really appreciative for you to come here and chat with me. And uh, to talk about some some fun and some real stuff, you know, I think both of us 
um, the message that we're spreading on our on our shows. I mean, like with your message, it's all about hope. But, you know, you have to go through some of the muck to get to the other side and really just live that, that peaceful, beautiful life. So, um, Colleen, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do and how you came to create Rocketing Life? Absolutely. I, um, Rock and Life, I think, has always been inside of me. I, from as long as I can remember, I am the girl who wants to encourage other people. It just comes naturally. I can't help it. It might even irritate you. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, I, it, I want people to understand, and I even more want to understand that it doesn't matter what's going on. If you want something, what's stopping you? Go get it. Mm. You know, I interviewed somebody, I'm sure you heard, a, a man whose hands were burned off when yes. he was two. And he is a drummer, a professional drummer who Santana one time. That's you incredible. Know? <laughs> you know, so if if he can do it, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So I just, this has been in me my whole life, but you know, I've lived a, I've lived a few years. I raised a daughter who graduated from college in December and I, um, you know, I, I've, I've worked in radio and television and that just fell in my lap by the way. Um, but I stayed in that, I stayed behind a microphone. I did voiceovers for 20 years and uh, also, um, Worked in nursing. Um, Hurricane Katrina sent me to nursing school because I felt like I needed to get my teeth into mm-hmm. it and, and help. But I knew when I went that I would come back to broadcasting. And I, am, I was so thrilled to find out, you know, more about podcasting. And I heard your interview with John Lee Dumas, and that was a huge influence on me getting into podcasting. And I thought, oh, I can do that. Not only that, I can tell the stories that I think are important to people, stories that that aren't that aren't meant to, to titillate and get ratings, but stories. And there's some great stuff in, in regular broadcasting. I, I don't want to say that there's not, but I wanted to tell a different story. I want I wanted to tell the stories of the people who just overcame just extraordinary, unusual circumstances so that people, other people like the kids I worked with in uh, mental health, adolescents, could understand, okay, yes, you're pretty much in hell today, but you don't have to stay there. And this does not tell, this is, this is not who you are. This is where you are right this second. But tomorrow, that is just a thing that happened to you, a place where you, you walked through. It's not you. You can be anything you want to be, you know, I mean, cause I, I, just work with the hopeless people and uh anyway it's powerful <laughs> off on a tangent or something rambling like i usually do <laughs> no 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 i mean you're 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 being real you're telling us like people go through stuff you know people go through circumstances and you don't have to choose to be defined by them and i think right. that's that's a powerful message for anybody for the people who right now are listening who are in the midst of you know their their most challenging circumstance they faced to people who who have gone through things and and are still kind of putting their pieces back together. Um, I love that you are telling stories of people who are really just gone through, gone through hell in a lot of cases and uh, who choose to be happy and fulfilled and whole despite all of those things. Like, you know, like the story of, um, of the man who's the professional drummer, despite not having hands like that's, that's real. That's powerful. It's inspiring. 
Absolutely. And it wasn't that he had all these resources either. Even when he figured out how he could fashion a way to attach the drumsticks to himself, uh, you know, I mean, really. Um, and he tried, he, he talks about some really unfortunate things he tried that were not, that, that didn't turn out so well. But even when he found the, a good way to, to do it that wouldn't harm his skin, um, he, it was still frustrating. It, it, the sticks would just fly out of his hands constantly. But he just. <laughs> I can imagine, wow. Yeah, I mean, well, I say his hands. He didn't have hands with the attachment. I think he said he started with like tennis, those little things you put on your wrist. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like the little bands. Yes, yes. Wow, wow. You know, that, that's, that to me is somebody who was not going to let anything hold him back. Right. You know, he was he was he was clear, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be able to drum. And it doesn't matter how long it takes me or or what challenges. I mean, he's already facing the challenge, but he's going to figure out a way to do it. And I, I, stories like that, just for me personally, they inspire the heck out of me when I'm faced with something that I'm struggling with. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with a challenge or a problem. And and yeah, just think of think of someone like him. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? Sometimes we're all human and, and we, you know, I think sometimes, what are you complaining about? You have two good hands, <laughs> you know, um, but, but, but we're human and those might be the things that hold us back sometimes. So we have to forgive ourselves and go on too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm going to go ahead and put a link to that episode of yours in the show notes because I think uh, I'd love for people to go and listen to it. Thank you very much. Dan Caro is his name. Dan Caro. Awesome. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, Colleen, I know a big theme of your show and your message is circumstances. And that's sort of what we've been talking about. Um, of all the things you could have picked as a topic for your podcast, you know, why do you tell the stories of people who've overcome circumstances? You could have picked anything else. Why did you choose that? I think um, I heard somebody yesterday. It was actually Michael Hyatt talking about how um, we we're changed not by these big grand gestures we're changed by the things in our relationships the 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 people that we see and some people see no hope and see no body and and like i said i I want to inspire hope and show people that there's another way to live and what better way to do it than in in an example in the story of somebody else and i'll tell you the very very first interview i did um was someone i actually know and her story amazed me so much. Her name is Brandy, and um, 
she doesn't get into the ugliness of what happened to her. I have to take a breath because I know her story well mm. and it's it's um Yeah. It's difficult. But um she but if you met her today, you would never, ever, ever know that. And I want people to know in those circumstances that sh- that she's in that they that look these circumstances that look um impossible to overcome. Oh yes, you can. Not only that, but if somebody looked at you and looked at your success, your success in life, not just like business or, or profession, but you as a happy, fulfilled person, they would never have a clue what you had to walk through. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's all part of my encouraging thing. I love it. And I think that it's important what you just said about viewing other people and seeing their success and not knowing what they went through. Um, because I think, I know personally, I can speak for myself. A lot of times, you know, one of the things that I've been challenged with throughout my life is comparing myself to other people. Mm-hmm. And one of my tendencies is to look at people and simply judge based on what I see on the outside. And that could be a person who's got a thriving career or an entrepreneur who's being big and bold and experiencing success from that or somebody who's got you know, physical skills, athletic abilities that I may not have. But you never know the types of things that people have gone through. And I think that you can look at that in two ways. Like you never you never know the challenges they've gone through to get to where they are today. And you also don't know how they're relating to themselves. You know, maybe on the exterior, they seem like they have it all together. But on the inside, they're, you know, they're crumbling. And so I think when you said that, it reminded me of of the importance of if you are going to look at somebody and appreciate them on the outside, maybe try to understand what they've gone through as well, because I think there's some lessons in there. Absolutely. Um, I, I have a friend who says, I was judging my out insides by their outsides. Mm, yes. Yes. You, yeah. You, you can never do that. Absolutely. Wow. I love that. Judging my insides by their outsides. And that, that describes me to a T and, uh, <laughs> I'm a, I have a, 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 an accountability group that I'm a part of and um, we do something called an epic challenge. And um, that has been one of my epic challenges. It's getting feedback from people on how I can learn to not judge others or judge myself based on what I see in other people. And it's an everyday thing. You know, it's one of those, one of those things that I, I constantly have to remind myself of, you know, be present and, and compassionate with myself and uh, not judge my insides by someone else's outsides. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting that when we are kind and compassionate with ourselves, like you said, um, we're kinder and more compassionate with other people too. Yeah. I struggle with the same thing, yeah, because I'm, you know, I, most of my life, what the things I've done, oh, it's not quite good enough. And mm. I'll apologize for something that I might have created that might be beautiful, you know, but but I'll say, well, I know, but... But this, <laughs> I've stopped doing that. <laughs> yeah. Just appreciating the, the beauty now. It's and all imperfect. Imperfection is beautiful. So. It is because that's real. You know, mm-hmm. there is no such thing as perfection, yet I think we're, all, we're always uh, attracted by that idea, you know, seduced yeah. by it. And it's, it's not, you, you will never gain perfection in anything you do. And um, you, you, I was going to ask you before, um, that self-compassion, that self-love, how did you cultivate that within yourself? Like, how did you go from a place where you would say, eh, it's not good enough? 
to a place where you say, yeah, Colleen, that's that's awesome. I, I think. Yeah, I think maybe, you know what, I don't really remember how I got there, uh, <laughs> except that, you know, just you go through things and you maybe seeing it, somebody else that I love struggling and beating themselves up made me realize that I was doing the same thing. And actually talking to them and, and having them verbalize their journey, um, what, and I would think, wow, I do that too. I, I do that too. I've, and mm. you know, I've lived a long life and had, I, I went through some therapy not terribly long ago because of, a. I had allowed a childhood trauma to just, just keep me in a, to limit my life in some, and terrify me my whole life, um, almost my entire life. Um, so I, I think just that self-examination helped me to understand my self-talk, actually. And so yeah. that I needed to, you know, it would, I could be kinder to myself. Wouldn't I be kind to another person who was in the situation I was in? Well, yeah, I would. So, okay, then be kind to yourself. <laughs> that helped a lot. It's like I didn't know how to be kind and compassionate with myself until I thought about how I do that for other people. So it made a huge difference. It does. And, and I'm curious, when you were going through that process of learning to be kinder and compassionate to yourself and really becoming aware of your self-talk, did you do it alone? Was this something that you just picked up books or you watched videos and, you know, somewhere along the way you picked up this idea of let me be kinder to myself? Or did you enlist the help of other people? You talked about um, seeing a therapist. So maybe that was it. I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to get at is um, for the people who are listening who are struggling with self-love and self-compassion, I want to leave them with a few things that they can do. And, okay. so I'm, and so I'm trying to get to a, you know, it sounds like you didn't just rely on yourself and that you did enlist the help of other people. Would that be correct? That would absolutely be correct because um, especially when it's it's such an emotional uh thing, the self-talk is is so tied to, an, to strong emotions you, I think you need to verbalize things so you can hear what you're saying to yourself. And so, yeah, you talk it over with people. Um, I went to see a therapist because I had some pretty, some intense phobias. Um, and I, um, not that I stayed in the house or anything, but I wouldn't go in a car wash or ele and elevators were terrifying for me. And I worked in a hospital and had to take patients oh, wow. up and down elevators, but you know, um, and just, it just became, it became time in my life to deal with that. Um, and, and so I could talk to the therapist and I also have some friends, the one who said, um, that the judging the, her insides by others outsides, she, I, I could be brutally honest with her. I could just be as honest with her as I could. And, and just having someone to, to say what I'm thinking out loud, even just saying it out loud is yeah. like, wait a minute, wait, 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 that's that, that's, that can't be right. It's interesting what happens when it comes out of your head, um, and, and into the world or onto paper or something like that, that you can judge it for what it is for the, the distortion that it is. And that same friend, um, I just lost what I was about to say. She said something else really profound that had had to do with that. Oh, don't believe everything you think. Hmm. 
And I love that. Wow. Yes, they, she's, she's got all these little uh, sayings like that. They're great. They're, she's full and they're of wisdom. Great. Yeah, she really <laughs> Yeah. I love that. I love that because what I heard you say is, first of all, you had someone in your life, you created someone in your life who you could be brutally honest with. Mm-hmm. Because I think it takes that brutal honesty with yourself. Like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to listen to my ego. I'm just going to get real. And here's what I'm experiencing. Here's what my fears are. So you had that person that you could be brutally honest with. And then you spoke out loud or you wrote down what mm-hmm. those fears were or what those thoughts were. And by verbalizing them by, or by putting them on paper, you were able to then look at them for what they were and say to yourself, you probably chuckled at some of them like, wow, I can't believe that I'm, <laughs> I'm allowing myself to be held back by this belief. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I pray a lot too. Mm, a yeah. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. All day long, as a matter of fact. I mean, I'm <laughs> set aside for that, but also all day long, all day long, whenever anything comes up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's how, that's how things manifest. You, know, Absolutely. You, you put it out there. Yes. So for the people listening who are struggling with some sort of, of, of self-talk that is disempowering or unloving, um, take Colleen's example and be bold and be honest with yourself and write it down or speak it out loud. And that way you can just experience it for what it is and you can learn to let go of those things. And it's a process. I mean, I, I don't I doubt that your 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 um, your healing happened overnight. I mean, oh, it took time. And, and some things do come, it seems like it's just an epiphany out of nowhere. You know, it's just, you know, you have this, all of a sudden you have this realization. It seems like that sometimes, but really you've been working up for it and you weren't really ready to know that yet. I, um, you know, I realized what I was telling myself and what was keeping me in a prison of fear in a lot of ways. Um, and, and it was finally when I realized that my reactions for the time were normal, but they're, I don't need them anymore. So, um, you, you it, it looked like somebody turned on a light and I could finally see that, but, yeah. but that was actually the case. It, I had been learning as I went along and finally I came to that realization and it may get deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you're probably still evolving, still healing. And, you know, just like we talked about perfection, I don't ever think you're fully there. Like, I don't ever think you're fully 100% all the time loving yourself. You know, right. I, I think we, we, we get off that path a little bit and then we get back on and then we get off and get back on. And, um, for me, I think it's, it's not, it's not so much getting off the path. Like that's going to happen, right? You're going to have points in, in the day or in the week where you aren't as loving on yourself, but what's important is how fast do you get back on? Exactly. I think, I think that's where the importance is. I agree. I agree. I agree. We're going to, fall down and we but we just have to just get back up yeah yeah I, I know I've had friends in my life I won't say their names but they really really get on themselves when they do something that they judge as quote-unquote bad um, when they you know if they are dropping out of school or if they lost a job or whatever it is they really put a lot of judgment and blame on themselves and I think for those people if you're listening and you would categorize yourself as that, you know, just remember that it isn't about those times when we stumble or when we fall. It's about how quickly do you get back to self-love? How quickly do you get back to empowering thoughts? How quickly do you get back to, to creating and to not being in that victim place? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the decision, we often put ourselves in situations that we were, we are a victim of our own, uh, actions, uh, but we don't have to stay a victim, even though we did it, we put ourselves there, you know, just deal with it and go on. I, I mean, fairly recently, I, I put myself into a situation that was humbling and, um, you know, I I left my job a little prematurely and uh, spent a lot of money <laughs> starting this podcast and, and, you know, trying to to make it work. And, um, you know, I love it. I absolutely love it. But got behind in some in in some bills and had to re- humble myself and take those uncomfortable phone calls and make those uncomfortable phone calls and say, look, I'm sorry. You know, this uh, I know I'm short or late or, but I'm here, I'm coming. And, and you know what, that happens to a lot of people and how much shame is around, um, those things and self shame. I mean, Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, okay. I messed up and I put myself here, but I'm coming out. I'm, I'm still a good person. And you know, it's just, it's kind of (laughs) humbling. It's very humbling, but you know what? You get up and go again. Things will be different tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, you know, cutting ourselves some slack. Mm-hmm. Just cutting yourself some slack. Like stuff happens and you you choose things and you do things that you may not, if you had an opportunity to do it again, you may not have made the same choice. But exactly. you just you roll with it. And you know, I think that's part of, of maturity. And I'm not talking about physical maturity or age. I'm talking about that emotional maturity to understand that there are consequences for every action and you know by consequence i don't mean a quote-unquote bad outcome or an unfavorable outcome i just mean a result so the result of you you know leaving your job early and investing in your podcast was that you got behind on a few things Mm -hmm. and so i think that just shows your maturity your emotional maturity to be able to say okay i did that I, i created this and i'm not going to beat myself up about it i'm not going to you know label myself as as something less than um, I'm just going to handle it. And I think that's that's a lesson that I'm constantly, constantly learning. Yeah, I think I think we probably have to learn it over and over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. So I wanted to go back a little bit. Um, You mentioned a childhood trauma that you experienced. Now, um, I I don't I'm not going to ask you to go into details on that, but I do want to hear I want you to share what your life was like while you were holding on to that trauma. So b- before you learned how to release and let go and you know live in the present, what was your life like when you were still carrying that with you? Um, yeah. And, and you know what? At release and let go, you know what I had to do first? Because I pushed it away my whole life. I was you know trapped in a burning house and left without um, vision for about a week because of the smoke damage to my, oh, wow. the surface of my eyes. And I was five at the time. So, you know, I had to take into consideration my, a five-year-old, the, 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 the development, let's see if I can talk, the <laughs> developmental stages of a five-year-old and what a five-year-old needs and how a five-year-old thinks. But I always judged my reactions, which were those of a five-year-old, because I tried to push this, um, this terror and fear that I went through never having, I wouldn't even talk when I was that age. I mean, I was so afraid at, at, at the time it happened. I wouldn't even 
tell anybody that I was in pain or that I couldn't see um, because it was just so terrifying. I, and I guess, if, you know, I think a five-year-old, if you say something out loud, it makes it true. And I carried that with me. Um, I carried that habit with me. I carried this fear um, with me. And I think I first had to embrace the fear, first of all. And, and you know, because I, I fought it for so long and I prayed about it for so long. And, and finally, one day, I um, was I was taking a long walk around the lakes, and um, I I just said, "Thank you, God, for this fear. It is my reminder that you are always with me, and that you brought me out of this situation um, that was impossible to escape. There's no other explanation for how I was rescued." Um, so I I gave thanks for the fear, and and then then I could begin to understand that I reacted in a normal way and that, and what that said to me later that I was safe as, as an adult, that I do know how to take care of myself, that I'm not going to do what I did, which was freeze. Um, now I know I have resources and I know how to get myself out of a dangerous situation. Um, but I didn't then, and there was no stop, drop, and roll in 1970. <laughs> so <laughs> little kids, and and I did, and it was preschool too. I had, I was not long five years old. Um, so there was, you didn't learn those things. I mean, you just didn't. You didn't talk about how to escape a fire or what you should do if you see it. You know, I just froze, and and I that spoke to me, even though I had to. I just had to look at it. And I can't remember. I don't even know if I'm answering your question. No, no, no. You are. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that that's um, so I had to embrace it first, examine it and then really be willing to, to hear what I was telling myself so that I could um, to. So then I could tell myself I could judge whether what I was telling myself was true or not. And, and it wasn't. <laughs> Mm, yeah. I wasn't going to act like a, like a, you know, I wasn't going to freeze anymore. I was going to move out and move on and away from the danger. And, um, you know, and the greatest part of that was that I felt like I was going to be, um, separated from everybody I loved and all my security forever. Anytime I was in a, a place where I could not see my way out like an elevator or a car wash. So they terrified me. I can understand why now having having heard that and learned that about you. Absolutely. And what I like about what you said is the first thing that you said is you gave thanks. Yes. You gave thanks for that fear. And I think that that what you did there is so important to thank whatever the circumstance is for showing up. You know, because it, it was in your life for a reason. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm-hmm. And to give thanks for it is to acknowledge that there's a reason for it. And then you can move on to the next stages. And, um, wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. I'm glad (laughs) it's just must, you know, you don't ever think that about yourself, although it's been powerful in my own life. (laughs) I imagine. And it makes sense, uh, you know, to me now learning that about you as to why you, you share the stories of other people who've gone through things. Absolutely. You know, because we all have something we've gone through. It may not it may not be as traumatic as a fire, but we've all have something that a circumstance that we have experienced in our lives. Maybe it was when we were young or maybe it was when we were, you know, teenagers or adults, but some sort of circumstance that we've experienced where it has challenged us and we may still be holding on to to uh, to fears or beliefs or ideas or 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 judgments because of that circumstance. And so I think what you're sharing is incredibly helpful for people who know that they have a circumstance that they're holding on to, but don't know how to move beyond it. It's, it's terrifying to move beyond it too. It's terrifying to look at it sometimes. I mean, it just is, I didn't want to deal with it. That's why I waited so long. Mm. You know, it, it wasn't until I'll tell you what actually happened. It was, um, that forced me to, to face it and deal with it was, uh, sitting in a room, a, a large meeting and the door, was malfunctioning and there was somebody by the door. Don't close the door. The door handle's broken. Don't close the door. The door handle's broken. And for me, that was just, I I could have gotten out the window and I'd have had to climb down a tree, but I could have done it. And believe me, if the door had been stuck, I probably would have. You would have, yeah. Oh, you know, I would have. It doesn't (laughs) matter how safe the room was and how silly that would have been. I can promise you, I would have been out the door, down the tree. I, in fact, I almost walked out into a hurricane one time because the electricity went off and it was night and black in the house. You could not see your hand in front of your face. And I almost walked out into a hurricane. If somebody had not, yeah, I'm not kidding. Um, cause the terror of that feeling was stronger than the real danger, which was outside the door. Yeah. 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 But, but I was in this room and the, the door was messed up and everybody that came in, I was like, don't close the door, don't close the door. And every time, every time I said it, it got more pronounced until I was sobbing. And mm. I thought, oh my goodness, this, it's time, girl. If you can't sit in a meeting safe, it's time. So that was it. I was, I mean, I'm, here I am in a room full of people sobbing. And you know what the funny thing was? Most people didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, which yeah. was, yeah, absolutely. And that didn't actually help me. It was like, nobody knows I'm scared. <laughs> 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 that was, that was pretty, um, uh, pretty personal to share, but there you go. <laughs> oh, that was your tipping point. That was yeah. that moment. Yeah. I think, and I think we, we, we tend to have them for those who, you know, have decided to to just face that fear and work through it. There probably is a story of you know an equivalent of the being in a meeting with a with a malfunctioning door story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's powerful because you know I guess at that moment and the moments afterwards, 
you realized how much that fear was impacting your life and how it was impacting your emotional being in situations that it, you know, that it really didn't need to like right. in a meeting. And, and, and uh, it was always there. You had to think about, okay, what I have to be on this floor. I can't be on mm-hmm. the 20th floor. Although I, I have, I, I had been, and as long as they had glass elevators, I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's silly, you know, I had yeah. to waste that energy thinking about those things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I've, I've experienced some of my own things. And um, I have family members who, you know, have to take meds to go on a plane or who believe they have to take meds to fly on a plane just because of these fears that they have. Or like you said, completely avoid elevators because of something that happened years ago. And I think that, you know, what happens, at least with me, uh, my ego will, will rationalize irrational behavior it'll be like no it's it's okay for you to do these things which if you looked at them you could just be like that's completely unnecessary but it's okay to do these things because it makes me feel you know it makes me feel better or xyz but we're able to rationalize these types of things and and just kind of stay in that in that cycle for years and years and years and some people never get out of it right absolutely and you have to know yourself too. I mean, you, like you said, you have to, the one thing that impacts you is one thing and, and somebody else might be something else. Um, are you there? Yep. I'm here. I don't know. All of a sudden, um, I, it, I heard uh, something different, but that's what happens in this world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was just thinking that when you, as you were talking, I was thinking that we, just because something works for one person doesn't mean it has to work for you. And I was thinking about, uh, someone I know who has um, had, who had a lot of panic attacks at one point in her life. And she said that, that relaxation breathing thing that works for most people to kind of bring them down really increases her anxiety because mm. she relates it to all those times it didn't work for her panic attacks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she has found other ways to relax when she begins to feel anxious. It, it's interesting. So I just think that if that if something's not working for you, there is something that will yeah, work. Yeah. Don't add just because it might work for every other person in the world, and you're the only person who needs a different um, method. But that's okay. Use your method. Yeah, yeah. Use your method. Find your method. And I think, I think what a key on this is you have to keep at it. You can't just stop because this didn't work or that didn't work. You know, if if meditation doesn't work for you, okay, that's right. That's fine. Try yoga. Yoga doesn't work for you. Try journaling. Journaling doesn't work for you. But keep trying because there will be some something or maybe a combination of things that that will work and that can work for you. Absolutely. What um what does your friend do? Do you know like what you know the breathing didn't work for them to overcome their panic attacks, but do you know what they what has worked for them? Um I know she does yoga. Um okay. and I'm not, you know, and she prays a lot and um and trust God, but that whole, the whole, the, and it's not that breathing doesn't work for her. It's the, the, the formula, the image, you know, with somebody talking about, go take yourself to the safe place, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of stereotypical relaxation exercises. That is the, that, that whole talking in that calming voice, which mm-hmm. I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, yeah, it doesn't work for her. But yeah, she she has there are other breathing things that work for her. Or sometimes she just has to distract herself with some mental junk food. Mm. You know? And yeah. and that seems to work for her. Like not trashy TV, but you know, just mindless TV. Yeah, just something. Just to get away. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. Um, I, I, I am part of a running group and we run every Saturday morning and, um, after our run, we always share what's called magic and magic is our abilities to influence ourselves, others, or life in a powerful, impactful way. And so as we're going around the circle sharing magic, one of the girls in the group shared that she had suffered or when she was younger, she was diagnosed with, um, I think it's called, um, exercise induced asthma, mm, which yes, it- Yeah, which sounds like the worst type of asthma ever because I'm a very active person. Mm -hmm. So she was saying that, you know, we're on this run and it was pretty cold outside um, last Saturday here in Atlanta. It was probably in the 30s or 40s. And she started to experience some of those symptoms that her chest started to feel tight and it started to bring back all those memories of, you know, her life and her her um, growing up when when the exercise induced asthma would kick in. And it was it was fascinating because she shared how her mental processes started to go into that mode of like, oh crap, it's, it's, it's happening. I got to stop. I need to get this. And this needs to happen. And then she had a moment of self-awareness where she realized that what she was doing, she realized that she was going down that path. And she said, no, you're fine. You can breathe. You're okay. And the symptoms just sort of went away and she was able to complete the run. And I thought that was really profound at the time but now with this conversation with you around figuring out what that thing is that helps you, to me that, you know, her story just is, is even more impactful because that's what worked for her, you know, being able to, to talk herself down from that state. And um, yeah, I thought that was really, I thought that was really powerful. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, pretty amazing to hear somebody who can just calm themselves down. And um, I know I'll, I'll be honest and transparent. Um, these these conversations, conversation with you before I hopped on on the on the mic to call you, I did some breathing because I was a little nervous. I'm like, all right, I, I don't know how this is going to go. We've never actually spoken before. And so that was my my uh, me knowing something that helps me taking some deep breaths. And I could just feel my my heart rate sort of calm down a little bit. <laughs> yes, abs- I do the same thing. I, her- I I wish I could remember where I read this or who said it, how where I heard it. But I I heard one time or I read that um, the difference in anxiety and excitement is breathing. Oh so wow! He- I thought that was great. I thought, oh cool. That is really cool. Interesting. And breathe and turn that anxiety into excitement. Because, you know, when you're when you're really excited about something, you kind of feel anxious anyway. So you have those little butterflies in your stomach. stomach. Yeah. They just You just assign them a positive feeling instead of a, a negative feeling. So. Mm, I like that. I like that. It's um, There's this idea that, that I was taught, and it's uh, essentially everything is energy, right? So whether you're feeling anxious or excited, it's just energy flowing through your body in a certain way. And so just like what you said, you're able to... to transmute that energy from anxious energy into excited energy and once you sort of learn those techniques or those how you can do it such as through breathing you can do that in a lot of other areas so you can turn you know fear energy into something different and right. uh, i think that's that's a that's a level of of self-mastery that i'm i'm definitely playing for 
Yeah. Well, and you know what? When we get there, we'll probably have to. Uh, we'll we'll fall down again and have yeah. to get there. Again. <laughs> yeah, we totally will. Totally the, will. But but then but you know what? When, what happens for me anyway? When you fall down and get back up again, okay, it's kind of discouraging for a while. But then. If you fall down enough and get back up enough, you realize, okay, I fell down, but guess what? I know I can get back up again because I've gotten back up so many times. Mm, absolutely. All time. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I have this, um, this thing that I tell people um, who, friends of mine, family members, even myself, I say, if you're, if you're here right now talking to me, breathing, then you've made it through every single challenge that you've been presented with in life. Nothing has stopped you. Nothing has held you back. Even the ones that seem like they were going to kill you. If you're here right now, you've made it through. And just like what you're saying, if you fall down, you know you can get back up because you always have. If you're, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you've made it through every challenge in your life and you are, you are a superhero. You're much more capable than you think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Powerful, powerful. Well, Colleen, I have one final question for you, and this is a question that I ask um, everybody. Um, in the context of this show, having it all means having an abundant and loving life. So I'm curious for you, what does having it all mean to you? I, I, I love that question. And I love that definition of having it all. Um, and I definitely feel like I have it all, even though, um, you know, I, 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 having it all means that I get to choose where I am, what I'm doing, having the knowledge. This is the biggest thing. Just knowing that I have the power to choose how I want to live. Um, even if the external circumstances say differently is, is it, I, I was thinking of, is it Victor Frankl who, yes, uh, yes. while he was being, um, tortured and, just mentally tortured and physically tortured and trapped and held. And he just transported himself to another thought to, and he had that he was victorious because he, he lived where he wanted to live, no matter what they were doing to him or, or where, where he was. And he got out and, um, I just, that's just powerful to me. And I think that is having it all is just knowing that I have the freedom to, um, and, and my faith that, that it has, is the only way that I can even believe that. Mm, I love that. That's powerful. That's powerful. And, um, the book that, sorry, go ahead. I love your show. Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. This way, I'm Colleen Crane, and I love your show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm getting the, the your your, uh, your genius profession coming out with the voiceovers. <laughs> One of my guests one time said, "And you're going to be rocking your life." And I said, and she said it with this gorgeous North Carolina accent, really deep hill country North Carolina accent and uh, I said oh I am using that <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool um, well what I was uh, I'm going to put a link to Victor Frankel's book I think it's called Man's Search for Meaning I, mm -hmm. yes. might be okay so that, that's what it is I'll put a, a link to that book in the show notes as well because um, that's an incredibly powerful story and and message and you know all about circumstance and just along the lines with everything we've been talking about and, and what you're about, Colleen. So um, I appreciate you bringing that up. 
Well, thank you. Yeah. So as we come to a close here, um, is there anything that you would like to inform our listeners about? Share with us, promote anything like that? I I would love to have feedback from everyone. I I it's hard to know when you're on this side of the microphone if you're you know you, people like your stuff and and they'll give a little comment. But I would really truly like to know if if people if anyone has heard anything that they can sink their teeth into. Um, I would love to know about that. Absolutely, and and just you know. Visit me at rockandlife.co.co, not .com, because at the time the .com cost $8,000. <laughs> I preferred to pay whatever. I don't wasn't much, but I, I just decided to, they could keep the M. <laughs> that's awesome. Mine's a .co as well for that same reason, so that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but it's and it's rockin' without the G, R-O-C-K-I-N, life. Um, but I would really love to know if, um, because it's it's hard to know if, if, unless somebody tells you. Yeah. And, and I'd always love to know if, if we've said anything at all. And even if it's the silliest thing I said, or the thing that I think is the most uh, senseless, most of the time, that's what really touches people. The thing that I think is senseless. And I look at myself and, or I say, why did you say that? (laughs) That's too funny. Yeah. You never know what's going to resonate with people. Absolutely. So anyway, I would love to hear hear from anyone who might have heard anything that that would uh, that might um, that they could sink their their teeth into it and, and incorporate into their life or or just reflect to them something that they need to know or or are happy that they know something new. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're actually the first of my guests to ask for feedback. You know, when you had an opportunity to plug something or promote something, you asked for feedback. So that's that's really cool. And um, if for all those listening, if you do want to give feedback, um, you can either just drop a comment on this on this podcast episode um, in the Fireside Network or hop over to Colleen's website. Um, again, that's rockinlife.co, R-O-C-K-I-N-L-I-F-E.co. And you can leave her a note there. And you actually have this really cool thing on your on your website, Colleen, where people can record a message and send it off to you. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I would love it if somebody would do that too. The, the, uh, my daughter often records something silly, you know, (laughs) that's pretty cool. And and she'll record, uh, like she'll just say something silly. I love it too. Nice little messages. She's great. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even know it's her. She's great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So that, that's available as well. If you want to go leave Colleen a message about, you know, feedback from this episode, what you liked, how you experienced her, all that amazing stuff. Colleen is all about growth and uh, the feedback can actually can definitely help grow and expand and uh, and improve your podcast. So absolutely. And if somebody says something and they it's just for my ears, you know, I, I don't necessarily share those anyway. But if I might, I would not want to do it if if someone saying something that they just wanted me to hear. So be sure to say this is just for your ears instead of, you know, just make giving your thought. Because um, I, don't, I don't want somebody to hear themselves on my podcast and, and, and their intention was just for me to hear mm-hmm. it. Oh, thank yeah. you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. So, Colleen, I just want to extend uh, my gratitude and my thanks to you 
for coming on and just having one of the most fun conversations that I've had on this show. Um, it was just effortless and you, you, it was profound. You dropped so many nuggets of wisdom and you shared your story and your experience and all of that. So thank you. Thank you so much, Colleen. Thank you so much. You made it easy. Awesome. I love hearing that. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, we are one of the esteemed shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you need to do is visit firesidenetwork.com and under shows, select Having It All. From there, you can access all the episodes, see the show notes, learn about my guests, and more. Second, I am very excited to announce that my brand new website is live. Visit MatthewBivens.com and you can learn more about me, get plugged into an accountability group, and pick up some free content like the Abundance Benchmark. I am all about helping you not only identify what your ideal life looks like, but also helping you on your journey towards it. I want you to experience more abundance and love in your life. So, again, you can find out more information about all of that great stuff at MatthewBivens.com. Thank you once more for listening to the show. And here is to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% data-approved, Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.